A natural disaster affecting China's capital. Beijing has recorded its heaviest rain in 140 years. Now in a state of emergency, lives are in danger. One resident expressing hopelessness: "There's nothing we can do." The city of Beijing has been devastated following Typhoon Doksuri. They have received almost 30 inches of rain. The flooding has wrecked roads, knocked out power, and even affected drinking water. At this point, around 850,000 people have been relocated. Sadly, the floods have taken the lives of at least 20 human beings. We live in an awesome world, and yet it's a world affected by the fall. On one side of the world, we experience overwhelming fires, and on the other side, overwhelming floods. Who can protect and save us? The Lord Jesus Christ, who promises to save us, body and soul. Even when our bodies meet their end, we are promised glorified bodies at the resurrection. Welcome to Haven today, here on Thursday. I'm Charles Morris, sharing with you the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're continuing a series this week called "How Great Thou Art." I wanted to spend this week reflecting on hymns that share the greatness of the God we serve. And why do I want to do this? Because I want our hearts to sing with joy. I want us to grow in our understanding of some of these older hymns, so that we may be encouraged in our faith. And sing more heartily the next time we hear this song at church or on the radio. Well, today we're talking about a hymn that I'm confident most everybody listening to this program knows and has no doubt sung: "Rock of Ages." Rock of Ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy wounded side, which flowed, be of sin the double cure, save from wrath and. He said Bing Crosby was his biggest influencer, but of course Perry Como went on to influence so many other singers. I really enjoy this version of Rock of Ages that he recorded in the late 1950s. Stay with me; we're going to hear other renditions of this mighty hymn that was written the same year America declared its independence from Great Britain, 1776, and we'll think about the scriptures that influenced this song. That has stood the test of time. We'll also hear more of the backstory of this hymn from my friend Robert Morgan. And then after the program, I'd like to send you his book. Then sings my soul. He shares the backstories of 150 hymns, including Rock of Ages, in his devotional book that includes sheet music and lyrics, so you can sing along on these great hymns. I believe then sings my soul will help you sing the Lord's praises with a new sense of appreciation for who He is and what He's done in your life, 
after the program, come to our website, see the book for yourself, make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And now, a more upbeat version of Rock of Ages by the Norton Hall Band. Rock of Ages, clap for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy wounded side which flow be of sin a double cure. Save from wrath and make me pure. Not the It was written by the Anglican minister Augustus Toplady in 1776, Rock of Ages. He was quite an interesting individual. He began preaching at the age of 12, 
Some people listening to this program today have 12-year-olds. Can you imagine your child preaching? Well, Augustus was. He could also be described as a somewhat difficult man. You'll hear about this in a few moments from my friend, Pastor Robert Morgan. But he had some contentious relationships with those who came from a different theological background than he did. Perhaps he wasn't as charitable as he should have been. But in the Lord's kindness, he still used Augustus' top lady to be a blessing to the church. The saying is true. God is able to draw straight lines with crooked sticks. And for some more context to the hymn, Rock of Ages, Robert Morgan has returned to the program to share with us. Let me tell you about the story behind the hymn, Rock of Ages, Cleft for Me. On November the 4th of 1740, a boy in Farnham, England, was born and given the formidable name of Augustus Montague Toplady. His father died in war and his mother spoiled him. His friends thought that he was sick and neurotic and his relatives disliked him. But Augustus was interested in the Lord. He wrote on his 11th birthday, I am now arrived at the age of 11 years. I praise God I can remember no dreadful crime to God be the glory. By the next year, he was preaching sermons to anyone who would listen. And at the age of 14, he began writing hymns. He was soundly converted to Christ at age 16 while attending a service in a barn, and at age 22, he was ordained as an Anglican priest. Top Lady was a stout Calvinist, and as a result, he despised John Wesley's Arminian theology and bitterly attacked the great Methodist leader. Well, even though he didn't get along with Wesley, he did evidently get along very well with God And in 1776, Augustus wrote an article about God's forgiveness, and he ended his article with this poem, Rock of Ages, cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood of thy wounded side which flowed be for sin the double cure, save from wrath, and make me pure. If you visit England today, There is a particular rock in the countryside with a huge cleft and a very strong tradition that Augustus Toplady sheltered in this cleft of a rock during the storm which inspired this great hymn. He died at the age of 38, but his hymn has followed him, outlived him, and has been called the best known, best loved, and most widely used hymn in the English language, Rock of Ages, cleft for me.
all the way from Northern Ireland. That's the London Dairy Choir singing Rock of Ages here on this Haven Today. And I'm thankful we could hear once again from Robert Morgan as he shines some light on the history of this great hymn. Rock of Ages, cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. What powerful words to begin a hymn with. There are tons of references to Scripture in this hymn, but one passage in the Bible really rings true, and it's found in Exodus 33. In the second half of this chapter, there is that conversation between the Lord and Moses. They've been through so much at this point. The Lord called Moses from a burning bush. The Lord used Moses to bring plagues down on Egypt. The Lord used Moses to save his chosen people from the grasp of Pharaoh. Moses and the Lord were speaking as friends. And yet Moses had not actually seen the Lord. Now, I recognize that it's easier now for this to happen, given the technological advancements that have been made through the years. But even just a few decades ago, it would have been quite hard to be friends with someone without knowing what they look like. Certainly in Moses' day, it would have been strange. Moses was asking the Lord for assurance that Yahweh would be with Israel. The Lord responded that he would certainly be with the people of Israel as well as with Moses. And after this, Moses makes this significant request. Now, show me your glory. In other words, let me see your face. Perhaps Moses was still doubting a little bit. He was known to do that. We can still be tempted to this, of course. We don't really think something is real until we can see it with our own eyes touch it with our hands. We want the proof. But Yahweh gave Israel all the proof they needed, didn't he? There were the plagues. There was the crossing of the Red Sea. There was that coming of food falling out of the sky. What more could Israel want? The Lord once again responded with a word of assurance in verse 19. I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. The Lord was saying, don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. I'm the same God that your fathers worshipped all these years. What about Moses' request? The Lord said, but you cannot see my face, for no one sees me and lives. God couldn't grant his servant Moses' request because Moses was a sinful man. Sinful humanity cannot stand in the presence of a holy and glorious God and expect to remain alive. But the Lord did give Moses an alternative. Listen closely. There is a place near me where you may stand on a rock. When my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back, but my face must not be seen. Now, I won't pretend to know all that is happening in this passage. It's hard to determine what exactly happened here since, as Jesus told us in John 4, God is a spirit and spiritual beings don't have physical bodies. But what's the point of this passage? To withstand God's glory, 
Moses had to be placed in the safety of the cleft in the rock. He had to be protected. Who can protect us from God's glory, from his holiness? We are sinful people too. But the good news for us today is that a greater rock has been provided. Jesus Christ is the rock that we can hide behind. He came to die for sinners like you and me. He came to make a way to the Father's presence. And now we are able to enter into God's glory. We couldn't do this on our own. That hymn, Rock of Ages, contains these words, Nothing in my hand I bring, simply to the cross I cling. Naked, come to thee for dress. Helpless, look to thee for grace. Moses' request becomes our reality. We will one day see God's glory, revealed, of course, in the Son of God, Jesus Christ. We will one day enjoy face-to-face fellowship with Jesus Christ, and it will be a truly glorious day indeed. And when that day comes, all we have to do is cling to our rock, Jesus. We will not be consumed by God's holy and glorious presence. We will be protected. And though we are a sinful people, we have no need to fear because in Christ, We are a people who are redeemed. Perhaps thinking about being in the presence of God may cause you to worry a little bit. Judgment day is a heavy day indeed. And if you're feeling the weight of this reality, may I ask if you have come to Jesus for refuge? Have you confessed your need for a Savior? Why don't you make the final verse of Rock of Ages your prayer today? It's certainly my prayer. While I draw this fleeting breath, when mine eyes shall close in death, when I soar to worlds unknown, see thee on thy judgment throne. Rock of ages, cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. That is our only hope. Jesus Christ, our rock of ages. Rock of ages, Left for me Let me hide myself in thee Let the water and the blood From thy wounded side which flow Be of sin the double cure Cleanse me from its guilt and power. Not the labors of my hands can fulfill Thou must 
I decided we needed that special, more haunting melody, a different tune to Rock of Ages. Sung for us and written by James Ward, he was a worship pastor in Chattanooga, Tennessee for many years. He's retired now. And this is Haven Today and a program called How Great Thou Art. Earlier, we heard Robert Morgan share some of the history behind this hymn, Rock of Ages, I could listen to Rob and his southern accent all day because he's such a great storyteller. Well, I asked him why it was important to know the stories behind these hymns we sing today. And the stories behind some of these hymns are just gripping stories. They are sweet. They are tender. They are sometimes heartbreaking. They are sometimes uplifting. But I found them very fascinating. And when you combine the stories with the hymns, then you have got just a very powerful resource of encouragement. So when I wrote Thin Sings My Soul, and we have three volumes of that out, book one, book two, and book three, I, I don't know, Charles, it just took off. It's, it's like people wanted to preserve the memory of the hymns and how they came to be written. When you read Robert Morgan's Then Sings My Soul, you'll learn about the backstories behind 150 hymns that he's collected. They'll remind you of God's mighty hand in history. And Rob has included the sheet music on the left side of each devotion, and then the devotion itself on the right side, and that'll help lead you into a precious time with the Lord this summer. So, why don't you do something? Get a copy of the book for yourself. But why don't you get a copy for somebody else or multiple copies as some people have been doing? Come to our website, Then Sings My Soul, 
by Robert Morgan to see the book. And that's where you can make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Or give us a call right now and ask for one or more copies at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. And just as we go, I want to invite you to pray about becoming a Haven partner. That's somebody who prays regularly and gives automatically monthly to partner with us to share the great story, that story about Jesus. We have some wonderful benefits and gifts for those who sign up. Learn more when you call us at 800-65-HAVEN or read more about becoming a partner at haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Come back again on Friday when together again, we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. When Jesus walked this earth, he told a woman at a well that the Father is searching for men and women who would worship him in spirit and in truth. People who will follow his word and go where he calls them. People who would be devoted to his name. In short, the Father is looking for people that can answer his call with the words from Joshua 1.16. All that you command us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. This can only happen in light of Christ, who frees us from our self-centered sinfulness and frees us into the love of the Father. By the Spirit, we can honor Christ wherever we go. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.